Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. What can I say but to say hello <laughs> to our brilliant therapists out there and welcome to licentureexams.com. I'm Linton, and this is my wonderful co-host, Stacy. How's life in Michigan? Oh, Michigan. What can I say? What can I say? It's good. I'm missing those, uh, those sunny rays down in Florida, though, where it's perpetually warm, even in January. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I might be coming down snowbirding. You know, oh. that's what everyone here does anyway. Why not? See ya. I'm flying south. Well, or they go to Arizona, which is kind of weird, but okay. You might as well come to Florida where it's, you guessed it, really hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the docket for today? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs? <laughs> yes, that sounds good. I remember that book when I was a, when I was a kid. Yes, more like rainy with a chance of frost, Linton. <laughs> well, I thought we'd go into more detail about a study tool that we briefly talked about in our active studying episode. It's a tool called mind mapping, which can be really beneficial for therapists who are studying for their licensure exam. Mm -hmm. Linton, can you tell us what mind mapping is? Oh, sure. Mind mapping is a way of using a visual method for structuring the information for the exam. Because the exam covers a huge range of topics, the mind map helps to connect the very concepts, making it easier for you to remember them. Mm -hmm. When you do go ahead and create a mind map, Stacy, you're taking the time to actively process the information, categorizing it, relating it to other information, while adding your own thoughts and insights about the material that will help you remember it. Okay, got it. Well, I'm a visual learner, so I see what you're saying there, Linton. So what does a mind map look like exactly? Visualize, since you're a visual learner. Mm -hmm. That a mind map is like a tree, okay? A tree with, has lots and lots of branches. The mm -hmm. central node or the tree trunk is the main concept or topic, and each branch that shoots off from them represents subtopics of those related areas. Oh, this is very cool. Okay, I can see it. This is going to give me a good excuse to break out my colored pencil collection, which we just unpacked this past weekend. So I'm excited. Can you show me the, the steps to create a mind map? Sure. Okay, doke. Let's say that you're using the concept of uh, micro skills. So you start by, with your paper, writing down micro skills in the center of the blank piece of paper. Yes, I'm talking up to you. Right now, go grab a pen and piece but what of paper. If I'm, what if I'm driving? <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait. You can pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> I really prefer to use index cards because they're easier to lug around. And they can fit in your pocket, and easy to review when you're waiting for your next client or when you're taking the subway. Okay, wait a minute, Lenny. When were you ever in a subway in Florida? They don't have them in Florida. I know about. What do you mean? Of course they do. I had lunch at Subway just the other day. Ha ha. Very <laughs> funny. Very funny. No, no not really. Uh, didn't I ever tell you that I used to live in Boston around Harvard Square back in the 60s? Remember that? Okay. I do remember your, yeah, your Boston forays. Yes. Yeah, really. Talk about mind maps. Those were the days. <laughs> oh, yes, the 60s. Right, yeah, gotcha. Well, Anyway, everyone <laughs> should have had enough time to grab a piece of paper and pen by now. 
Okay, from the center word micro skills, draw lines branching off from the main trunk and label each branch with a micro skill. Can you think of one, Stacy? I think, yeah, I can think of a couple. So you mean like reflection of feeling, reflection of meaning, empathic responding, that type of stuff? Right, right. So on each branch, add a brief note about the micro skill. For example, for reflection of feeling, you might make a note that says it identifies the emotion and repeats it back or use an established rapport. And it's important for promoting the individual's self-awareness. Okay, that makes sense. Well, what about skills that share similarities? So could I use mind mapping to illustrate connections between topics? I think I heard you say something about that earlier. Yeah, absolutely. For example, you could add symbols to your tree to indicate which branches are similar, like a star for the skills that you might use early on in therapy, or you could color code it uh, relating to concepts like active listening and empathetic responding for easy visual reference. Okay. Or, ah, I have a genius idea. I could add some like little dots of gold glitter for the ones that help establish rapport, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go with that glitter again. Well, Well, you know me. I am always looking for opportunities to put my excess glitter supply to good use and get rid of the pink glitter. Um, So I'm guessing this is something that I should be doing with a paper and pencil like you're talking about instead of typing it up. I mean, I'm always at a computer. Yeah, but you don't want to do that. You actually want to put pen to paper. It's Mm -hmm. it's important because you're actively engaging your brain as you write down each part of the map. So the act of physically writing down the information really helps. Okay. So it's not just the, it's not just the final mind map that aids with your learning process, but it's the entire process of actually creating it. Okay. I got it. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the more complicated topics? How would mind mapping handle the intricacies of something like dialectical behavior therapy. Yeah, that's a good one, Stacy. For complex topics, mind maps can further be broken down into smaller, manageable sections. For example, with DBT, the central node would be the therapy itself. So you'd write down DBT. Mm-hmm. From there, you would might have the branches that would include something like principles, techniques, uses, case studies. That way, the complexity is deconstructed even more. Okay, gotcha. And maybe your branches could have like little branches coming off of them, you know, to kind of do even more subtopics. Okay, I can see how that could be really helpful. So could you sum all of this up for us about mind mapping? Okay, definitely. Okay, creating a mind map starts with a central concept, then branches for related topics, and finally, filling each branch with related notes. You can also add symbols or color code your mind map to make it easier to understand. Remember to keep the branches labeled with the single word to maintain clarity. Ah, yes, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge sometimes for me because I, I like details. So condensing it into, you know, one one or two words is, is um, that's a good tip. Also, there's no wrong way to make a mind map. It should be personal and intuitive to you. It's your study tool. So what works for you is right. Right, exactly. Well, I think that's a good place to stop for today, Stacey. What do you think? Got those colored pencils out? Yeah, you're right. They're not going to draw themselves. (laughs) Well, until next time, everyone, remember, it's It's in in there. there.